relationships are messy and people's feelings get hurt, who needs it? We're young, we live in one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Might as well have fun while we can and save the series. Yeah, but wait, wait. What happens if you fall in love? What? Well, you don't believe that, do you? Oh, uh, what? Yeah, but promise that you'll never be lonely. Come up with the thought of being someone's one and only. So this, as a forewarning, might be a projection onto you from my own personal experience, but I just want to share this with you because it has been on my mind for the past 24 hours, so let's just jump right into it. Yesterday, I decided to go and get groceries for me. You know, you know those moments where you decide to want to eat healthier, so you try to decide, and you're kind of like in the fruit and vegetable aisle for quite some time, so I wanted, you know, to eat healthier and also to buy groceries for my family, and lo and behold, as I was looking at the apples, I look up, and who do I see? I see a woman I haven't seen maybe in over a little of a decade, I think 2012 or so. It is, it was actually, my English and history teacher from middle school, and you would think, like, did you feel excitement, joy, euphoria even when you, you know, made eye contact with her? No, actually quite the opposite. I had anger, frustration, my anxiety went through the roof, uh, and also disgust, not going to lie. I'm not going to name this middle school teacher, but let me kind of give you context of why I felt these things um, and how it kind of relates to today's topic. So back in middle school, I went to a middle school for one year after elementary school here, we don't have really graduations from elementary to middle school, so it was just a very drastic and abrupt transition to middle school. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get into the middle school slash high school that I wanted to get into, so I had to go to this middle school, um, you know, for the time being, you know, fingers crossed that they would accept me. I was kind of done for. I didn't, I, I was really in the slums. I, I really didn't think that I would get into that ideal school I want to get into. So it was just something I just had to live with. And this school was really bad. I'm not even kidding. Uh, it would throw you around. It would eat you up. Uh, luckily, I had really, really good friends I made there that are just like geeks like me that really love, uh, you know, video games at the time. And like, we really love talking about comics. And, you know, you know, you, you would ideally think and see where this hierarchy, you know, where that group would fall in the hierarchy. And it's not very, it's not, we're not apex predators. We're kind of the opposite. To give you a forewarning, you know, um, for lunch, I used to, instead of going to the cafeteria and to avoid bullies, I used to go to the library and I used to play chess uh, with this one kid. And if I won, I would get his sandwich that his mom made him. So in a way, each level of hierarchy in schooling has its own bullies. So bullying is relative at some point. But anyways, I had this teacher that was really great, my math and science teacher, and he was amazing and he taught us many great things in a very funny way. Actually, I really uh, am inspired till this day how he teaches and how he presents himself and how he carries himself through life. But unfortunately, that was completely contrasted with my third for third period, fourth period, because I had him for two periods, because in this school, they had one teacher for two subjects at a time, uh, for two periods back to back. And my next teacher uh, was my history and English teacher. Yeah, it makes sense, I guess, that those two would go together, or like, I guess, based on the credentials of the teacher, that they would be teaching those things. Uh, luckily enough, I didn't encounter that situation before, where I would have the same teacher for two periods in a row, like the bell rings and you have to stay in your seat because you're going to be there for another hour or hour and a half. So 
I had this kind of experience with this teacher. Um, she was great in the beginning, um, but going through this transitional period, uh, and you know, we're trying to make fun of like the circumstances because the school wasn't that great. Uh, we were just trying to have fun, and um, she had high expectations of us. Uh, and essentially, she you can tell that she really is was bogged down by my presence. I guess I don't know why exactly. Apparently, to her, I was making too many jokes or side comments, which um, is kind of believable. But I don't think it was that drastic. I definitely asked um, some of my fellow classmates that weren't my friends for their opinion. They definitely said that I didn't say that much compared to some people. So there was a sliver of favoritism in the classroom, which was really bad. And you know, it's kind of unavoidable for some teachers. And yeah, to the point where this teacher actually called my parents to you know, have a little private parent-teacher conference with them. And she sat my parents down. My parents, you know, being uh, Filipino, Asian parents, uh, tiger parents, if you will, were really, really taken aback because I was a relatively okay kid going into elementary school. And this was the first time where a teacher really went out of their way to contact them regarding my behavior or regarding uh, just being a student in the classroom. So they sat them down. It was just us four, my two parents, uh, my history and English teacher, I'm trying my best not to give away her name, um, and me. And basically, when I asked my parents till this day regarding the what was went over during this meeting, they don't even remember because of just how uh, superficial her points were. Um, I, I, can, I can recall just like not being afraid, you know, being a child of an Asian household, you would typically be afraid if a teacher calls your parents to go visit them like after school with like everyone gone from campus to have a little private meeting. Uh, but for me, I was completely fearless, uh, not because I had, you know, big balls or anything, but it was because I knew that I didn't really do anything wrong. And there is a sense of confidence in that, even though it was kind of cocky of myself. Um, but even as a testament, my parents don't even remember that much from that conversation. Uh, hence, it wasn't deemed as a productive conversation, even on the parents' behalf. But basically, I remember one of her major, major points was that I was extremely, extremely hyper, and it must be something that I'm eating, or it must be something in my diet in which that I am partaking in that is causing me to have such a terrible behavior in class. My parents didn't really think so because I just ate the food that we always eat, uh, mostly comprised of chicken McNuggets. There wasn't any drastic change in my diet from elementary school to middle school. So they were really confused. And especially, I highly doubt it was the sandwiches that I won from chess during lunchtime. Like it was just a basic ham and cheese sandwich from my friend Jose. I'll call his name out because, you know, good luck finding him. But um, yeah, she that was the main point. It was just that I was hyper for no reason. But to contrast what I said about feeling cocky and feeling confident, knowing that I didn't do anything wrong, the idea, you know, you know, if you get good grades or you're you're doing well consistently, um, and then all of a sudden there's this disruption in your process, right? Like I went through elementary school not having this problem, aside from the remedial reading thing that I talked about in a previous episode, but like having this private conversation with a teacher with my parents. Uh, between the teacher and parents, and kind of deeming me as a lazy, uh, hyperactive, um, very disrespectful student, um, it really 
it really broke me internally because it, it just did not align with how I viewed myself. Um, and I wouldn't say I hate this teacher at all. Um, I, I would say I'm disgusted by her. I mean, at the bare minimum, I don't hate her. I heavily dislike her for sure uh, because of not just that meeting, but just how she treated me um, ever since I stepped foot in that classroom and even stepping my foot out of that classroom for the last time. Um, she was just really rude to me for no reason. And even when I tried after that meeting, because my parents were telling me like, Hey, let's not have another meeting like this. And you know, if you're an Asian household, again, uh, that's not a conversation or a dialogue that should be exchanged, um, ever because, uh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of diluting that conversation a little bit, them telling me not to do it ever again, but it takes a toll on you. Because I do believe, I did believe at the time that I was a smart kid, that I was capable of, you know, creating friends in a really hostile and bad environment like that middle school was, um, you know, being picked on by bullies and all that stuff. And it still has uh, a really, really dark role in my insecurities till this day. And on top of that, the cherry on top was that, you know, my parents were finally called into a meeting like that. So... I guess this episode is to highlight that you've probably encountered teachers, hopefully not that extreme, um, that are that, that are probably, you probably got the feeling that they did not like you and they, it felt like they went out of their way to kind of pull, push you down in any sort of way that they can. And uh, it doesn't even have to be a teacher. It can be a mentor. It can be people around you that maybe people that you know, and maybe you're actively avoiding now. Um, I can testify that I still encounter people even in the workplace, like in my last workplace, that were kind of like that, uh, that were just like going out of their way for no reason just to pull you down, to bully you. And like they have this power trip because they did that. And uh, it's it's completely ridiculous. And it baffles me so much that people do that. So the point of this episode is not me ranting about you, even though it's been going on for a while, but hopefully I paved uh, a good or painted a good story for you, um, not to feel pity for me, but to paint a story in terms of the message of this episode, which is not a projection of my own insecurities, but it's to reflect on the people that may fall under this category in which I felt when I saw my middle school teacher for the first time in over a decade, which is maybe it is a teacher that made you feel, uh, you know, not worthy of good things, or maybe they made you feel very uncomfortable in your own skin, or maybe they made you feel like dumber than you actually are. And hopefully, 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 they didn't coin in any of those terms like lazy, um, uh, misbehaving, disrespectful, uh, stupid, all those negative terms. I hope that you are not uh, delivered that blow very early on because that really does take a toll on you. Unfortunately, <laughs> those words have been said by teachers to my parents, even to my face in class by teachers, mainly in elementary and middle school. And it really, really, it really just makes me sad that uh, young Ramel had to go through that. And I really pray that you didn't have to. But we always have, we'll, you'll always have those people in your life, unfortunately, that will bog you down, that will try to sap away your energy. And like we said, like they do this, they go on this ridiculous effort to sap you of that energy. It just feels like they're going out of their, you know, their convenient way just to do that. Like they're out to get you. 
And you're not entirely crazy because I know some teachers that do do that. And like, again, not just teachers, but people in general that do that because it just makes them feel better about themselves. And it's kind of, uh, it's kind of supplementing the, the narrative of the bully, right? Because like bullying doesn't just stop in like at this certain age and not all people grow up or graduate from the bullying stage of their life. And some people just, you know, like we said in the beginning, project their problems onto people. But I think there is a silver lining to all of this. Like I did feel disgusted and frustrated and really, uh, uh, I think disgust is a good word. Seeing my middle school teacher once again, especially since I'm like 20 plus years old and the last time that she had a relative impact in my life or she was in my life to begin with was when I was like 13, 14 and it's been like 12 years already. And I just cannot believe that. You'll probably encounter them again. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Let me kind of explain this. When I rushed to the other side of the store because I didn't want to see that history English teacher yet, like the other day, uh, it made me think about it. And I, I just didn't, I was not filled with frustration or disgust for quite a while. Rather, I saw it in a different light that maybe the universe delivers these or re-delivers these people and lets them re-emerge for another time in your life. Maybe you're in a completely different place like I am in which, you know, my middle school memory started flooding in. But maybe the universe sends them back again into your life. Maybe not in a like an active role or even a supporting role, but just like a cameo appearance. Maybe the universe does that just to remind you of how far you've come and how strong you've, you know, grown since that time in your life. Like they are walking artifacts or walking time capsules of who you were as a person. And I definitely felt like a 13 year old kid again when I saw her face, because it was just like, she didn't age a day and she was already, you know, old looking, no offense when in middle school. But when I saw her again, she literally looked the same as when we had that parent teacher conference, which I surprisingly remember more than my parents. And maybe I was Maybe I was disrespectful to her. Maybe she took it as a different way. Maybe I was way more out of line than I thought in my own head. But I still think that the execution, what she did, was incorrect. How she decided to pull up these random shallow points to my parents as if they are constructive feedback was not right. And as a previous teacher, I realized that even going into the job that I never want to partake in that kind of behavior and like having parents come up to me and then me immediately navigating the conversation. Like I am the steerer of the ship and kind of putting all the problems of their child in their face, as opposed to having them talk about it and like coming, like figuring out where they're coming from. Um, and it just makes me sad that, you know, student teachers like that exist, but going back to the point, Maybe the universe allows them to have cameos for a reason to serve as like random benchmarkers as to realizing again, how far you've come in life, how long it's been is like kind of surface levels. Like, oh my God, it's been like 10 plus years since I've seen this woman. But if you dig a little deeper, you realize that, okay, who I, who was I, you know, the next question is who was I like 10 plus years ago when I last, uh, my path converged with this person. And you realize you're an entirely different person. And there is some strength in that. There's a lot of confidence found in that. 
And this isn't the only time that a teacher, you know, I, I like referring back to my teachers because they have the biggest impact in my life so far. Um, and sometimes not in the best way. Um, and I try to make it constructive as possible. But I saw my uh, other teacher for biology in my high school who was also not very kind to me uh, at the optometrist. And I was just taken aback as well. But I just wanted to come on to this episode and just re-clarify. If you do see these people, these people that once served a very negative part in your life and especially this time in my life where I was just like I said downtrodden by being in this really bad school uh supplemented with this really bullyish teacher and not in like the constructive way I guess these people have cameos from the universe to remind us of how strong we are now and as a reminder that we are not exactly copy and paste who we were when we last saw this person and that's not a bad thing at all. We know many more lessons and we know many more things. We, we've gone through the motions and especially if it's been years since the last time you saw this person. And rather than saying like, oh my God, I hate this person. Like this is like so frustrating that they're shopping at the same store as me. Like what the, rather than going into the surface level emotions of it, always have those backup questions. It's like, why am I feeling this way? Who was I? You know, who was I that many years ago? And the third most important question or follow-up question is, am I the same person? If not, is that a good thing? And usually it is a good thing that you're not the same middle schooler that's like blasting TikTok by Kesha in the computer lab like I did when I went to that school. Um, just to give you a little uh, benchmarker of like what year I went to middle school. Uh, the TikTok by Kesha music video was just released that time. I still remember it till like, like it's the back of my, like it just happened a few weeks ago, but you're stronger than you think you are. And during this time in my life where I'm constantly questioning and living in my own head, and you're probably living in your own head too. And it's something we'll cover in another episode. I always say that. And I always like, um, kind of going back to and keeping myself accountable for those topics but realize that you kind of live in your own head more than you should, especially with we have like phones now where we can just like have that form of escapism in our pocket. Um, we're scared of our own thoughts. <laughs> like it's it's just it's just the truth nowadays. And when we are faced with the reality or the reoccurrence of a reality that once existed, like a previous person in our life coming back all of a sudden at a store without us even expecting it to happen, Rather than jumping into our phone and like jumping into the black hole of TikTok or the doom scrolling of Instagram, we should think about why exactly we're feeling that way. And like, this is like what therapy sessions sometimes get at is that why exactly are you feeling that way? And is it necessarily a good thing or a bad thing that you're actually thinking about these things? And when I stepped out of that store of, you know, buying all the food and stuff, um, you know, luckily not the same time as my teacher. I step out with a sense of gratitude, knowing that, you know, or even pity that, you know, she did that to me, but gratitude, knowing that I'm not the same person as she labeled me as, because going back to those type of people, sometimes they'll label you as some things like stupid, lazy, uh, you know, disrespectful. Again, those are the three main words I have heard from teachers that made such a negative impact on my life and still affects me. But knowing that I have disassociated so far away from associating myself 
with those terms like those teachers did. Like putting me in a bucket that I felt like I didn't deserve to be in and knowing that I crawled myself out of that bucket and not living the narratives that they labeled me with gave me a sense of peace and added pity in the case that she's still doing that the students, I still firmly agree and I still firmly believe that teachers like that should be assessed, like teachers should be assessed and make sure that we don't have teachers that do not do that to students. Because even when I was working, I still saw teachers doing that. And it was really, really, really sad. Teachers exist for people to believe in themselves, to not label with the derogatory terms and not like even to create this false reality that like, you're the smartest kid I know, but rather giving them the momentum to keep going up the hill. Because some kids just need a little push. They Not in the bad way where like you're yelling at them, but they just need to be reminded that they can accomplish the things that they want to. And I can't even name or number how many people have told me that the things I talk about or the the goals that I set for myself are out of reach, and especially mentors and, and teachers. And yet, like, what? Why are we allowing them to put limitations on things that we envision for ourselves you know so again i walked i'm rambling again i walked out of this store with gratitude knowing that i'm not the same person i'm really really happy with the universe and god that you know he allowed you know this really really bad figure in my life in my past to reoccur uh when i'm this age now um, i'm like an adult and just just a reminder that i think i've grown more than I think and I'm giving myself credit for. And I think that's a message that you should take into yourself as well. That I know that you may feel overwhelmed, like I've mentioned in your previous the previous episode of this podcast, that you may feel that like you're not growing enough, that you're you know, you're the same person as you were last year. You're doing you're playing the same Fortnite matches with the same people, you know, every single day and for like how many years now or whatever. But you'll have reality checks where you realize and you have to be gracious with yourself that you have grown, that you are better, you know, subjectively than you were 10 years ago. And as I thought and like, as I thought about my middle school self in my mind, as I was running through the store, trying to be as far away as possible from my history, English teacher, I embraced my middle school Self, because I knew that every single day that kid wanted to cry. That kid was bullied so consistently. I don't want to say like once every day. I would say a little bit more than that. Hence why the lunch breaks in the cafeteria. And um, sorry, getting emotional. It was a very transformative period in my life. And I think that really served as a foundational pillar for who I became till this day. So I thank you, my English and history teacher, um, for in such a really, really rocky way, making me realize that I can take my own narrative into my own hands and I can write my own story without you smudging it. And even if you did smudge it, I'll find my way to work around it and I'll write my own story, and I still am. So I'm not who you said I was, nor are you what other people say you are or were. 
you have the power to write your own story. And, um, yeah, I think we're all loving people and some people show it in different ways and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how teachers are like that, but thank you, Ms. Redacted Name, for showing me the way that I don't have to be living the labels that you placed on me, that we can actually remove the labels and create our own labels and write our own stories as you can. So if someone like that comes back into your life, hopefully not anytime soon, maybe if you want them to happen anytime soon, make sure to reflect more on how much you've changed more than the emotions that they made you feel at that time, because there is strength and there is a lot of gratitude and confidence that comes from realizing that we're all on this journey and you are stronger than you were when you last crossed paths with that person. So I love you guys. If this was helpful, please do like, and subscribe. I hate saying that, but sure. (laughs) Uh, Follow this podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify, whatever. So be it. Uh, It would be really great if you leave a review, if you recommend it to someone, um, do let me know what I'm doing wrong. I do leave an email in every podcast description, but if this was really helpful, please do let me know, especially, um, if you don't like, actually, I want to highlight this. If you don't like any of the content as well, do let me know so I can like steer clear of that, uh, rather than just like relying on what sticks and what doesn't, uh, based on how many views there are and likes there are. Um, so I do really want to make this a communicative, communicative effort on behalf of both of us. Um, to make it beneficial for you because this is not a story about me. This is a podcast to remind you that you can write your own story. And uh, sometimes life's biggest questions uh, come in different forms and life's biggest answers come in many more different forms. So I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. I drop an epic episode as much, much as I can every Monday. So be checking in highly on that. So again, this podcast is available on all the podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google Podcasts, I think as well, Amazon Podcasts. Uh, And then I also drop a YouTube video um, if you are more of a video type person. Uh, I may be beginning a YouTube channel very, very soon. I'm still drafting the first episode um, and that will be its own separate project. But I will will let you guys know if it does ever drop. And I'm really glad that you're here. You're exactly where you need to be. And I will catch you in the next one. Goodbye. Yeah. Baby, baby, baby. Well, you open a smoke with Jay, but like some hearts, I'm mad to make them through through the pad I'm trying to play. The Super Smash Bros, what you know? Wait to let me pick Lou Carver, yo. You don't even know what I'm saying. Up B, up B, and down B, now be playing. Playing, praying.